0: Hey, this is Lauren BR, and this is the Authentic Podcast. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Authentic. I'm your host, Lauren BR, and I'm so excited for today's episode and guest because it's my cousin Ava, who I'm so excited because I haven't had very many family members on the podcast before. So She went to Concordia University Irvine and now she lives in Oklahoma and works at a church as the director of Christian education. So I'm really excited to dive into her life and ministry today and talk about different things like suffering for the sake of looking more like Jesus and just so much more. So welcome to the podcast Ava. Thank you Lauren. I'm so excited. Oh my goodness me too. And so before we kind of get into the questions, let listeners just know a little bit about who you are, um, where you're at, your relationship with the Lord, just before we get into the question, just so they kind of have an idea of like who Ava is.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Um, Well, like Lauren said, I went to Concordia University, Irvine. I graduated in 2021 um, with a degree in theology uh, and then was uh, just overexcited and got three minors um in christian education global culture and worship arts leadership um so it was just super fun uh getting to just study all those things and and learn about how god really just works through his people um and and delve into his word throughout my my time there which was really exciting um and let's see so i'm 24 years old i live in Edmond, Oklahoma now. And I'm originally from San Antonio, Texas. Um, Good old Texas. It's weird living in Oklahoma now, (laughs) Um, but it's good. And, you know, I grew up going to church. Um, That was always a really big part of our family life was going to church and um, reading God's word, spending time um, doing devotions together as a family, praying as a family, um, volunteering at church was always just really important kind of growing up. Um, and as I got older, um, it became a more personal faith. Um, when I was young, I would always tell people that Jesus was my best friend. And I don't really think that's changed. Um it's really easy for me to just kind of talk to him throughout my day um it's kind of weird I think if you've ever done like the Gallup strengths finder um kind of test, my top one is belief and uh, I think that really shows itself in my faith that like it's still very childlike um where lots of the time I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> Um, but just trust in Jesus to, to lead me and, and guide me, um, because he, he ultimately knows what's up and I do not, (laughs) and that's probably a good thing. Um, but yeah, that's, that's me. I'm also an Enneagram four, if you do Enneagram, (laughs) I'm a little Enneagram obsessed. Um, so I always have to put that in there that, uh, um, like the artist or the individualist. So that's a fun fact. <laughs> I love the addition of the Enneagram. I should ask people that because that
0: really helps you be like, okay, they're four. This is what they're like. I get them,
1: you know? Yes. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people know Enneagram now. So definitely. Yeah. Then they get a, a picture of who you are, I guess. <laughs> if I
0: say I'm a six, people are like, wait, okay, that makes so much sense. Yes. Like, I'm just such a six. So, yes. I love it. but it's so fun to have you on here just because like, obviously you being my cousin, I've known you since birth. And so I've just looked up to you in your faith for so long. And so it's really cool to get to have you on here. Um, so I'm really excited for people to hear this and just like have someone that I've looked up to for so long on here. Um, you're so sweet. Oh my gosh. No, of course. But I, I kind of know the answer to this question, but I thought it'd be really interesting for um, other people to know, especially because sometimes a lot of the requested things on Instagram are just kind of about life and ministry, which is interesting. Yeah. But how did you decide, you know, you wanted to pursue that, excuse me, full time and not take, you know, a traditional nine to five job and kind of what was that process like?
1: Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, honestly, I remember being in high school and having like no clue what I wanted to do with my life. And I went to this, um, kind of retreat when I was in high school at Concordia in Texas, um, out in Austin. And it was kind of a whole week of just like serving in the community in Austin, but we also got to like stay in the dorms and meet other Christians, um, that were in high school. And I had, like, such an incredible time just, like, serving the community. Excuse me. Um, And I just really loved that, like, kind of missional aspect of the week. Um, And it really got me thinking about how I love being able to serve other people. And I love being able to tell them about Jesus and his love and... So my senior year of high school, when I really just like didn't know what to do, um, I had a lot of people in my life that were like, well, you should go to Concordia, you should study um, to be like a church worker. And for a long time, I really was just like, I mean, I don't know, like, is that the route I really want to take? And then I went out and like visited Concordia and it just seemed like the perfect fit Um, and then my freshman year, I got there and I was studying music originally, um, which was really fun, but I just didn't like, I didn't love it. And it just felt like something was missing. Uh, there was a component that I didn't have, which was, I wasn't really like, talking about my faith ever, except for my like core classes, because I was at a Christian university. And I realized that I was like loving my New Testament class more than my music classes. And so I talked to a couple mentors and they were like, well, you know, maybe you should think about studying theology and taking a route to go into ministry. And so I just prayed about it a lot. There was an opportunity to Spent a semester traveling internationally and doing missions and service work. Uh, and so if I changed my major, I would have the opportunity to go on that trip. And so it just kind of seemed like the perfect fit. And it was really all God. Um, I really don't think that I had that much like, I, it sounds weird to say it this way, but I don't think I had much choice in it. It was just like, every door was opening. That was like, it was obvious that I was supposed to walk through that door and like go into ministry. Um, and I also like, I loved the idea of like every day looking different. I didn't want every day to, Look the same. And I loved the relational aspect of it, of just getting to like spend time with people, talk to them about Jesus, listen to their stories. Uh, And so it just, it was like God was saying, Ava, just trust me and I'm going to make it happen. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I guess guess that's what we're doing. And um, it's definitely been a challenge, but it's such a blessing too
0: um i like what you said about how you like didn't really have a choice in it and like because obviously that's so true and like the lord already has his way and his plans with our life but i think that's really reassuring because i know a lot of like my listeners are kind of at this cusp of like about to graduate or um Mm -hmm. post-grad or even about to start college and like they get so anxious and overwhelmed with like what's my future but it's like the lord already knows and he'll open doors like he did for you so i think that's a really cool story for people to hear
1: yeah, good. I'm glad. I hope that really helps because I think like understanding God's will is something I've really struggled with, I think a lot. I think a lot of people struggle with that because we want to be able to trust in his plan, but sometimes I mean, at least for me, I love to be in control and I really struggle with control. And so it's it's been kind of this ongoing journey for my faith. Um, lots of the time, I just go back to Matthew six, when Jesus is like, look at the lilies and the birds and how beautiful they are and how much God takes care of them. And if God is that intimately caring for his creation and he would die for you, how much more is he going to take care of you and offer you a plan? And so he's like, don't, don't worry about it. I've got this. And I'm not always the best at remembering that, but at the end of the day, it's always the reminder that I need that he has a plan. And so he's going to make that known to us in his timing. And sometimes we don't, we don't like his timing, <laughs> um, but, but he really, he knows what's best for us because he loves us. And, and that's always a reminder that I need to hear. So hopefully your listeners will, 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 benefit from that as well
0: no definitely it's so hard for me to surrender that's been my word of the year I've been trying to surrender more but it is so hard um and obviously I mean like you've really had to surrender and like trust God because I mean you moved to California you didn't know anyone and then Oklahoma you didn't know anyone and so kind of how are you able to trust the Lord I guess in those specific situations where like you're making these huge changes um for the sake of the Lord but it definitely could
1: be scary yeah no that's a great question um, I think, honestly, I love to travel and I love to experience new places. So in some sense, there was always an excitement, um, but there was definitely also the fear of like, oh, how am I going to find a community? How am I going to be surrounded by people that like are going to support me and that I can support them and we can be in this Christian walk together. Um and honestly, it goes back to one, just trusting in God's plan, but two, being proactive about the community that you're looking for. So it was like when I got to Concordia, I knew that I needed a church and I knew that I needed A community of Christians, and so it it really helped that I was going to a Christian school, but that's not always the case. The good news is that there's always churches wherever you go, and so there's always opportunity to, um, you know, try out a church, and maybe the first one you try isn't the right fit, and that's okay, Um, but there's so many Uh, just small groups and gatherings and opportunities for worship and so uh, just go try them out go see what works see um, you know what church has a worship style that you like or a small group setting that works for you um, because getting plugged in uh, is really the first step and it is so so scary to do that especially when you don't know anyone And like going by yourself can be, going by yourself can be so terrifying. (laughs) Um, But I think like (laughs) I had a teacher once tell me that life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And that was some of the best advice that I've ever received because I am very scared to get out of my comfort zone a lot of the time. Uh, because I I know what I know, and I like what I know. <laughs> and um, it's a good reminder for me that they're like growing pains are good. And that when we're out of our comfort zone, when we're experiencing something new, that's where the growth happens. That's where we, we learn, we change. Um, God shapes us and molds us. And so in those moments of uncertainty, when we're going somewhere new or trying something difficult, um, God is shaping us and and working through us and working through others uh, to guide us. And so just trusting in that can be really good. Plus, people are nicer a lot of the time than we think they're going to (laughs) be. And so that is something that has been a pleasant surprise, I think, for me, especially when I've moved so many times to these new places, especially coming out here to Oklahoma. Um, I really didn't know. I was like, oh man, how am I going to make friends fresh out of college? I think making friends as soon as you graduate from college and enter adulthood is one of the hardest things ever. And people have been so kind and they're like, oh, I know this uh, you know, girl who is the daughter of this family friend that we know from this random thing, you should go have coffee with her. And then we do. And then we became really good friends. And it's one of those things I would have never expected and met so randomly. Um, but sometimes just taking the word of the people that trust you or listening to the word of the people that know you or that you trust um, because they they might have a random connection that will help you build that community
0: yeah all of that was so good and honestly really needed for me i know a lot of times growing up people said we were kind of similar so all the Mm -hmm. things you're saying about you know being scared of change and um not wanting to get out of your comfort zone is literally so me and Even like me about to graduate in a year, I'm like, I feel like the Lord is using you to speak to me right now because I'm like, okay, people are nicer than they think. Like it's going to be okay (laughs) because honestly, everything you just said, I'm like, okay, it's going to be okay because even me like being vulnerable, like I am terrified to go into post-grad. So it's cool to kind of see someone because I don't have, you know, an older sibling, but someone older than me that I'm close to kind of go through it a few years before me and be like, okay, the Lord is sovereign and good and she's fine now. Like look at her thriving, you know? (laughs)
1: yes it's so true that like he is so good and like not every day is gonna be perfect or easy um but the like right people will come into your life when you need them to and it's hard for me to remember that (laughs) sometimes um but there there are always people who want to build friendships and and want to be um part of that Christian community even if they're not like the same age as you a lot of the friends that I've made post-grad are in completely different like generations than I am and honestly it's been like the hugest blessing getting to like hang out with people who are at completely different life stages because I I learned so much from them and I think we have fun together <laughs> so like I think that's another thing of just being open to the idea that like not every friend not every friendship has to like fit a certain mold um, cause you could have friends that are all different ages uh, and that's really fun. That's really good. Um, And
0: kind of speaking of, I guess, I don't know if this is the right segue to say this, but not fitting in the mold. I don't know. I was trying to make a good segue and I'm not sure if this worked, but um, what I am really interested about is kind of what has it been like being a woman in ministry as well as in leadership at the church and how have you navigated that? Because I think that's a really interesting question. And I've also had listeners when I've been like, what do you want to hear about? They've been like women in ministry, because I think that's a very interesting topic. And so I wanted to hear about someone who's in it
1: herself and kind of how that's gone. Yeah, definitely. I think that it's definitely interesting being a woman in ministry because uh, God has called women to serve him and to serve his kingdom. And he's given women so many gifts and so many different opportunities and roles uh, to serve him, to serve his people. And lots of time, unfortunately, that can be misunderstood, especially, I mean, at least I know for me, I'm definitely more emotional. And I definitely think with my heart over anything else, um, which for a long time I thought was a detriment. And I've had so many of my coworkers and my friends and my family members remind me that like living life with your heart on your sleeve is actually one of the best things you can do as a Christian um, because that's what Jesus did. And so using that to glorify God. And so I definitely think there have been times when as a woman in ministry, um, maybe I'm not taken as seriously because I am more feminine or more girly. Um, And so then I can be perceived as not as intelligent because I am more emotional. Um, And so sometimes you do have to kind of fight for people to see, um, the other side of the way God's gifted you as a woman, but a lot of the time it's just shifting that perspective and having conversations with people. And then they realize, Oh, like God is working in this person. And it's just reminding them that like God can work in whoever he wants. Right. Like I think about Ruth, who was not, um, she was not a Jewish woman at all. And God worked through her to then eventually bring about uh, the birth of his son through that family line. And so like God is going to work through the most unexpected people. And so I think being able to like remind people of that, remind people of the different ways that he's called each of us according to the gifts he's given us and according to his will uh, is a really good way to just um, be present in ministry and to continue building relationships, building bridges. I also think it's really fun being a woman in ministry because there's so many women in our church, right? And so it's so fun to be able to just connect with them, um, offer a different perspective, um, that sometimes the men don't have because they haven't had those experiences. Uh, and so it's, it's fun to be able to just to offer that, that side of things. Um, and ultimately it just goes back to, to trusting in the Lord and trusting that he's equipped each of us with the gifts that we need, or he's training us in the ways that we need to glorify him where we are, um, which I definitely forget a lot. (laughs) Um, but frequently have people reminding me of that.
0: That's really good. And a cool, different perspective, at least, um, from the people I've had on my podcast. So it's cool to get to hear that and hear you know, your perspective on those things, especially about, you know, the Lord using unexpected people, because we see that all throughout the Bible. But I think it's something we forget because we're like, well, I'm not equipped. I'm not good. But one, it's not about you. And two, I mean, look at what the Lord has done throughout the Bible, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. I think that's such a good point too, Lauren. Like, I am always being reminded that it's not about me. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, I think that that goes back to my Enneagram, right? Like, I so desperately want to be special and different and unique and seen as like, you know, set apart. And in some ways I am all of those things because I'm a child of God and he's gifted me in these awesome ways. But on the other side of that, it's not about me. It's about Jesus. And I definitely need those reminders. There have definitely been moments when the Lord has, really humbled me and been like, Ava, you need to take a step back. You need to shift your perspective right now, because this is not, this is selfish and you need to just maybe take a pause um, because it's not about you. And sometimes we need that reminder too. No, for sure. I guess kind of overall,
0: what like tangible things have you done or like advice could you give to kind of make sure you're fully giving God the glory and not yourself when it comes to leading and how has that played out in your life like speaking of
1: that like how does that look and like
0: what advice could you give to others
1: yeah no that's a great question because I think it's it's easy for us to be like oh look at all the things that I've done Um, or look at how hard I've worked Um, and I think one thing is remembering the Holy Spirit Um, Like when we spend time in the New Testament and the epistles, like the letters that Paul has written, he's constantly talking about the Holy Spirit and the way that the Holy Spirit is moving and working. And um, the Holy Spirit is the one that's equipping us. And so I think in times when maybe we do need to take a step back and we need to pause Um, I really like spending time in Paul's letters because he's really good, especially like in the book of Romans, he does a great job of being like, Hey, Christians, you need to look at the Lord and you need to look at the work of the Holy spirit because it's not about you. Um, and there were so many times when I think lots of us who either grew up as Christian or who just have a strong ownership of our faith, um, we can often uh, think of ourselves like those Jewish Christians in the first century who were like, well, look at all these things that I've done to glorify God and to be a part of this community. And then Paul is like, but it's not about that. It's about Jesus and what he's done and his work. And now he's given you his spirit to live in you. And that's wonderful, but it's not about you. (laughs) And so that's definitely something that helps me a lot is just going back and reading the word and being grounded in that um, when I'm struggling. I think another one is just um, like praying all the time before and after we do anything thanking God for um what he's doing like having a perspective of gratitude which I'm definitely not always good at doing um but trusting in him and his will um and trusting in his word um repeating scripture verses that we have memorized I like to do that a lot or I'll put um like sticky notes of scripture verses around my office around my house um in my car um because I just constantly need to be reminded of who God says I am and how he's working through me and how he's working in spite of me and the ways that I maybe in making mistakes, um, that at the end of the day, even if I am selfish, that doesn't stop him working. And so just surrounding myself with his word has really helped. Um, and like I said, praying a lot um, for humility, praying for the fruits of the spirit to shine in our work um, are some really good ways that that help me remember to just give God the glory. And then I also just tell people all the time uh, when, you know, after a service, they'll be like, oh, like that set was so good or the band sounded great today. And, you know, taking the compliment, right, saying, thank you so much. We couldn't have done it without Jesus Um, because you it's important for us to have confidence in the way God's gifted us. um, But then also return the thanks to him and so I think by doing both of those things when we're just even talking with others is a good way to to give God the glory yeah those
0: are all really good and I love um, especially when I listen to a podcast I always and selfishly want like action steps per se I like that you gave those for people listening to be like okay if I need to humble myself let me read the bible let me pray especially prayer I feel like even though we know it's so important we're so quick to
1: just dismiss it. Um, so I really like that you brought that up. And then also listening to worship music. Like, honestly, sometimes I just sit in my car and I'm like, I just need to let this music wash over me. (laughs) Oh,
0: yes, I can 100% understand that. Um, I know we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but kind of how have you seen yourself suffer recently And how has that made you more like Jesus? Why do you rejoice in suffering? I know this is something we kind of wanted to touch on. So I want to make sure we do. And um, I know we said it a little bit, but kind of go into deeper. And then I don't know if you've seen yourself suffer within your job. Just kind of let us into that, you know?
1: Uh, Yeah. Um, You know, suffering is such an interesting word, right? Because like suffering looks different for different people. Uh, And something that I've really learned in my life is to like never first of all, like belittle someone's suffering, like everyone's, everyone struggles in different ways and the ways you struggle, the things you feel, the experiences you have, like every single person is going to unfortunately suffer in this world, um, because it's broken, right? Like we are not in a perfect world. And so, we are all going to struggle in some way and something that i've really been reminded of in the last probably like 2 or 3 years is that we can rejoice in suffering because if god allowed his own son to experience the most ultimate suffering of like death on a cross um then he's not going to spare us from that suffering because he wants to make us like him. We want to be just like Jesus. And so when we experience these hardships, these moments of trial in our lives, when we're um, tested or we're hurting that is an opportunity for us to to grow and to become more Christ-like, not because it's going to save us, um, but because it's going to give us a glimpse into the love that the Father has for us through Jesus. And I think like, kind of growing up, um, something that I always struggled with was just not fitting in I never really had a group of people that I was close with as a kid, even all through high school. I just always was kind of the odd one out, and that definitely felt like suffering for me. It felt like this was the end of my world. I was like, when am I going to have friends? When am I going to find people who who like me for me? And as I've gotten older, I, I've kind of learned that all of that was preparing me to just trust in God's plan and trust that his timing is perfect. Um, and those moments when we, we struggle and things don't turn out the way we want them to, um, just point us back to the cross and they point us back to the ultimate suffering and the reminder that in in weakness in trial i think it's in second corinthians that paul talks about this in those moments when we're beaten down when we're fighting with sin or temptation um or we're just fighting with the hurt that we experience in this world when we are weak god is strong and god has perfect strength and so paul says well then i will boast in my suffering so that the power of Christ may rest upon me and it's like in those moments of weakness that the glory of God is shining through that it's being like exponentially exemplified and I love that image of like Paul and his his thorn in his flesh that he fought that he struggled with and he begs God to take it from him. And God says, no. And God says, you know what, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. That's all you need is my grace. And so Paul's like, okay, God, I'm going to rejoice in this pain, in this suffering, because I know I have your grace and I know I have your love. And so it doesn't belittle or diminish the suffering that we experience uh, but instead it kind of gives it a purpose and it gives us hope to trust in Jesus and the eternity that is before us uh, and it allows us to once again humble ourselves and and to trust in the Lord I think even most recently in my job the last year of my life has been one of the biggest years of personal growth for me um coming into my position i unfortunately had some people in our church that just weren't happy that i was going to be in my position they didn't um they didn't want me there it wasn't a personal thing it wasn't that they disliked me but it was that they just didn't agree with the church's vision for my job. And so anyone that they hired, they would have been unhappy with, unfortunately. And it was honestly really difficult because this group of people just made it very difficult for me to do my job for a good eight months, um, just kind of talking bad about me and spreading rumors about me to people in the church and trying to turn the youth that I work with kind of against me by, uh, putting different things in their heads that weren't true. Um, and honestly, that was, that was really hard because I was like, man, if people really don't want me here, like what's the point of me being here? And it for a long time was kind of like, like, why, why am I here? And it's kind of become evident to me as I've just felt the pain and then trusted in God that in those moments when I struggle or when I'm anxious about what is happening, um, God is still working. And in those moments when I was vulnerable and broken, God used those those conversations to glorify him. There were so many moments when I was I would cry at work or cry in front of my youth because I was just overwhelmed or sad and it was like I was kind of embarrassed at first that I would break down or be that vulnerable and then every time it was exactly what those kids needed to receive encouragement and to receive the reminder of God's grace in our struggles. And so that's something that also helps me in moments when I, I suffer or I struggle because I know that other people can see God's glory and he's going to, the Holy spirit is going to use those little moments. This even the smallest ones, the smallest encounters and interactions, um, to show the Lord's love to whoever you're talking to. Yeah, that's so
0: good. And that's kind of like this podcast has taken different forms and the Lord has used it different ways. But that was kind of like my initial like goal with this podcast um was um that verse specifically in Second Corinthians kind of just like using our weaknesses to glorify God, whether that be an experience we we're going through, um like feeling lonely, um, or, you know, a sin that we have trouble with that the Lord's helped us overcome. And so I think that's really cool because ultimately our weaknesses, um, can bring glory to God.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I love that, Lauren. That's awesome. Well, thank
0: you. But before we kind of wrap up into some of the fun little questions I like to do at the end, um, I just wanted you to kind of give any advice to those. Um, I mean, this is kind of a mirage of random things, but those yeah. post-grad, those making a major change, those going into ministry, kind of just what advice overall would you leave listeners with um, for people who might be going into those different paths?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think ultimately, here, one second, I have to cough. I'm so sorry. You're fine. <laughs> um, I think that some of the advice that I would leave people with is that just spend time in the word. The more time that we spend with Jesus, the easier it is to see him in the world. And the easier it is to see him working. Um, Times when I haven't been in the word and I haven't been uh, spending time with the Lord, because we know that Jesus is the living word. And so when we spend time in scripture, we're engaging in quality time with our savior and times when we don't do that times when I have been neglecting my time with the Lord and his word. I am so much more negative. I'm so much more, um, just like whiny. It's harder for me to see goodness and beauty in the world. And so, um, I think even if we're busy or we don't know what the transition is going to look like, um, just to, I really encourage people to always be spending time in their Bibles um, because the truth of Jesus Christ throughout all of scripture is so grounding and it points back to who we are and why we do what we do. Um, no matter what your gifts are or where God has called you, um, the truth of his word can be your foundation, um, wherever you go, and so that I think would be kind of the biggest advice. The other one is something that someone said to me, um, I think maybe maybe it was like last spring, I had I met with a couple, um, who's in their kind of mid 60s at my church and we had dinner, and the wife reminded me to just play, just have fun. Like, it doesn't always have to be so serious, <laughs> and that was a really, really good reminder for me uh, to just laugh, to play in creation, to play where God has called you, um, because Jesus played like he had fun with his disciples. Throughout scripture, we see all these times when um like <laughs> different people laugh or the Lord laughs, and it's good for us to have fun and to laugh together and to be silly and to not always feel like we have to take things so seriously. Uh, and so that is a reminder that I constantly need um is to just play, and so hopefully. Um, anyone who's listening to this can be encouraged that it's good to enjoy the things that God has given us. And it's good to spend time outside. It's good to appreciate a really good cup of coffee. It's good to laugh with your friends um, and to just have those moments of play in your life. And that's okay.
0: That's so good. That's so fun. I love that. Play is like my favorite word. So that is like the most perfect note to end on. Um, But before we kind of get to the fun little favorites questions, can you just pray over those
1: listening um, and just give thanks to the Lord for this episode? Yes, I would love to. Heavenly Father, Thank you so much for an opportunity to talk to Lauren, um, to be on this podcast, uh, and to be reminded that it is not our will, but your will that is done. And so help us to trust in that, to trust in your plan and reveal to each of these listeners the ways that you're guiding them in their lives, the ways that you've gifted them to glorify you um, and help us all to just trust in that because in these moments when we are weak, help us to see that you are strong and we can trust in you because your strength is perfect. And so we don't have to rely on our own strength or our own abilities because we know we can rely on you. Uh, we thank you so much for your love, Lord Jesus. And so I ask that you just, you bless us and you help us to see that love and share it wherever we go. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, I This episode was just
0: so sweet and I'm so excited for people to listen. But before we wrap up, for those listening who don't know, I, occasionally on episodes, I like to do a little like game fun questions for people to yeah. just Share some of their favorite things because I think it's a fun way to get to know the guests and just sort of cute and fun. And I, you know, some a way to play, like you said. I love it. Yes. Um. So the first question, just because I know you work out a lot, at least it seems like on Instagram. um, (laughs) your Favorite place to work out. (laughs)
1: Sorry. I. (laughs) Sorry, I'm having the worst cough this morning. Um. Oklahoma allergies are not what's up. Anyway, my favorite way to work out is cycle bar for sure. I definitely have an addiction to cycle bar. (laughs) I love an indoor spinning class. It it's just so fun. (laughs) Oh, I can relate to that. People make fun, but it's it's a good workout. So it is a good workout. And it's like, here's the thing. I'm not coordinated and I'm not competitive. And if you are competitive and you are coordinated, you can have fun at Cycle Bar. But if you're not competitive and you're not coordinated, you can still have fun at Cycle Bar. (laughs) Perfect workout for everyone.
0: Yes. Um, And then favorite restaurant, which I realize this could be kind of broad because you've lived in so many different places. So you might have a favorite one at each place, but I guess just overall like favorite restaurant ever.
1: Yeah, I think, oh, it's such a hard question. I think my current favorite restaurant is this local place in Oklahoma City. It's called the Harvey Bakery and Cafe. And they took this like old industrial building and turned it into like this um, really incredible bakery. Honestly, I just love bakeries. Um, In San Antonio, I loved Bird Bakery. I think they have one in Dallas too. Um, Anything where you could just get like a really good cup of coffee and a homemade pastry is just my perfect place.
0: No, I love Bird Bakery too. We would always
1: get that in San Antonio. It's
0: so good. Um and then favorite skincare products and favorite makeup products.
1: Yeah. Um I think my current favorite skincare products are I love the Youth to the People like kale and green tea cleanser. I'm now like on my third one. Uh, And I am just obsessed with this cleanser. I feel like it just makes my si- skin so glowy and so clean, which I have like really struggled with acne. And I just, after I use this, I'm not dried out. and I'm not oily. And I'm just like glowy and clean, which I love. Um, And then I kind of go back and forth. I love the Merit Great Skin Glow Serum. Um, I love to wear that under makeup. And then I really love my, one of my best friends, her sister has this company called Primally Pure and it's kind of expensive. So I don't always get it, but I love their soothing serum. Like I have very sensitive skin, And so the soothing serum is just so perfect. I love to put it on like right before bed and I feel like I'm in a spa. (laughs) And then makeup products. My like tried and true mascara that I like constantly go back to is the L'Oreal, what is it? Like Lash Paradise, I think. It's like in a pink tube. And I always get the waterproof one because I am prone to tears. and. The, um, the waterproof is like totally cry proof <laughs> if you're someone that struggles with that. And, uh, so I just love that mascara. I just constantly go back to it. Um, but I recently have really been loving the brand Ilia, and their skin tint is just perfect if you live somewhere where it's like hot or humid, because it's very like moisturizing but not oily and it has like skincare in it and sunscreen which I really like um and it just is like the perfect like lightweight kind of skin evener um because I love makeup but I also don't want to like cake my face in it you know so I I like this as a really good base especially if it's like hot or like sticky where you live. Ooh, okay,
0: those are fun. I'm excited to put those in the post. Um and then last two little favorites is your favorite place to shop, which it can be online too, because some people have answered with online places. Um and then your favorite thing to do in your free time.
1: Yeah. Oh, favorite place to shop. Honestly, like I love Lululemon. I know that is so expensive. <laughs> I always shop the sale rack or like Though we made too much online. <laughs> um, but I am a sucker for Lulu. Um, and Target. What can I say? I'm a basic girl. <laughs> um, Definitely a place I love to shop. um, And then things to do in my free time. I love to read. Um, I don't always get around to it, but it's definitely like one of my top favorite things to do when I have the time. Um, I just got a puppy a couple months ago. And so I love to take her on walks and to take her to the park and play with her. Um, which is really nice. Uh, I love to try new recipes in my free time. Um, and recently I've been really enjoying talking to my boyfriend, so (laughs) that's fun. Got to put that one in there. (laughs) I love that
0: you added that in at the end. That is so perfect. I I love it. And also y'all need to, I don't know how y'all see this. If you don't know Ava, but her puppy is literally the cutest thing ever. I think maybe I'll have to include a picture in the post or something.
1: Um, What dog is it? Follow me on Instagram and then... They can see I post pictures of her all the
0: time. Okay, yeah, perfect.
1: I'll tag you in it. Don't worry, you
0: will know where to find you. But wait, what kind of dog is it? I know I should know that, but I don't know.
1: She she's kind of a funny mix. Um, I actually got her our facilities manager at church. Um, his dogs accidentally had puppies. He didn't know that his um, female dog could have puppies. <laughs> so, um, it was like over Christmas time. And he was like, they had, I think, a litter of like six or seven. And he was like, Ava, I know you want a dog. You should get her. And I was like, well, like, what kind of a dog is she? So she is a. Her dad is like a shepherd mix. Um. So he has like some German shepherds, some Australian shepherds, some Anatolian shepherd. Just like lots of shepherd in him. Uh. And then the mom is a border collie. She's so, so cute. She is very cute and I wasn't sure like how big she was going to get because the dad is like huge and mom is pretty petite for a border collie and she was the only girl on the run of her litter and so I was like oh I don't know like if she you know is going to be this 65 pound dog or if she'll be smaller than that right now she's 50 pounds And she's seven months old, and I really hope that she doesn't grow anymore because she's like the perfect size right now, (laughs) but she's very sweet.
0: Oh, well, I love that. And I had so much fun talking to you today, and I'm sure everyone listening, um, the Lord just used it to um, teach them so many things and bring the word to them. And so I'm really excited for people to listen, and I'm sure people listening right now really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for being on here.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Lauren. It's so fun to to be able to do this. And I love listening to your podcast. So it's really exciting to be able to, to do this with you.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And y'all will hear from me next week. Bye.